This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Anne Nicholson Weber, and my guests are Hallie Gordon and Paige Collins, who are here to talk about the production of Dene Guerrera's play Eclipsed, which is currently playing at Northlight Theater. Hallie is the director, and Paige is one of the five ensemble members. Um, Hallie, the content of this play is very important, and so maybe you could just give a sketch of what the play is about. Sure. Um, the play uh, centers around these three women who are wives of one commanding officer during the Civil War, the Second Civil War uh, in Liberia. And um, they uh, it's what they encounter and the choices that they make to survive the war. That's pretty much the guts of it, so to speak. And although they talk about themselves as wives, I mean, honestly, it would probably be more accurate to say sex slaves. I mean, it's... Yes, that would be more accurate. Um, and, and I think it's important because the the content and the setting really are pretty horrific. I mean, mm-hmm. it's um, there's rape and pillaging and killing going on all around, although the, the play is in a very small world. It's just in this compound and you never leave this protected kind of world that these uh, women are in. Yeah. And the women really create a safe haven Mm -hmm. um, in which I think allows the audience to go through the story with them. Because without that, I think it would be very easy because it's so horrific to distance yourself from it. Mm -hmm. But the, the platform in which Denai has written uh, so nicely is is the whole first act is this kind of trying to live a normal life under these circumstances right, before, right. Um, kind of like the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, the thing that I'm interested in trying to get at about this production is how you create ensemble acting of the caliber of this show. And Paige is here um, in part because I admired her particular performance so much and also as kind of a uh, representative of the cast (laughs) because it really is an ensemble piece. Um, But I think it's, it's just interesting to audiences to try to understand how you bring together five actors, five women in this case into a room and however many weeks later, three Weeks later, is that what it was? Yeah, it felt shorter. Than yeah, that. <laughs> it shorter was like than two that. and a half weeks of rehearsal time. Wow. Um, you know, it was an interesting. Um, it, it was a very challenging and actually fun experience to have these auditions. And I, and I don't think it, the way that I work as a director is very. What I hope is very collaborative, and I, I feel that way in terms of auditioning as well. I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for an actor and actress that um, brings something to the role that I did not identify uh, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be an essence. That could be a specific gesture. It could be anything. Um, and I think um, one thing that I was really looking for in the girl was... Which that, is the part that Paige plays. Which is the part that Paige plays mm-hmm. is... There, there needs to be a sense of innocence and youth 
um, the girl is supposed to be 15 years old. And there's something, for me at least, incredibly important about finding someone that you believe is 15 years right. old. Um, the story, she is the heart of that play. And she is the one that does not know what choice to make. Right. And she is very much of the teenage mind. Um, and so that was very key for me mm-hmm. in casting page. Mm-hmm. So, but that's really interesting what you said that you look for something you didn't already see. Mm-hmm. I, I would have thought that you're looking for someone who is exactly what you saw. I've got this idea of a character in my head. Now, where is she? <laughs> yeah. No, I think I. Uh, yes, there's definitely a, uh, there's definitely something that I bring to it. Like when I read the play, mm-hmm. I, I hear it in my voice a certain way, and I. But that's one way, and a and a human being um, is more than one dimensional, and so I think that in in order to get a wider scope what a character is. You have to have an actor. I always, I cast thinking actors. I need, I need their help just as much as <laughs> they may need my help because mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully it's, we work together in a way and, and Paige, you can talk a little bit about this mm-hmm. too. We work in, in a way that we are, we're helping each other out. We're helping each other tell the story. Well, let's, um, Paige, why don't we just talk about your, well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about your background because you are playing a 15 year old and you're not 15, although (laughs) you're pretty darn close. (laughs) No, you just graduated two years ago. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Um, Two years ago from University of Illinois, Mm -hmm. Champaign. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I moved home for a little while and then I came here. And were you a, did you know you wanted to act when you went to school? Yeah. I studied theater Mm -hmm. and I graduated with a BFA in acting. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I wasn't... um, you know, it's it's a whole other realm of it's a whole other level professionally acting. Uh, in school, I had a lot of time to think and like overthink and kind of um, play and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but doing it professionally is something really different and lovely. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's brought me to a whole other level, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially working on this show, I'll talk about this show. Um, working with these with these women specifically is like they're on a whole other level when they're like the first rehearsal. I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is the play. This is how it's going to be. And Alana and Penelope and Tam and Leslie are just, they're inspirations daily. Well, what things can you learn from watching another actor? Um, uh, everything from how, how they interact with the people in the room to how they interact with the text and, and, uh, rehearsal and, and, you know, their sense of play. Um, it really feeds, feeds me wanting to go further and deeper in the work. Is there, can you, do you remember a moment when you said, Ooh, I just, I'm going to do that from now on. Or, Ooh, <laughs> I just, I want to learn how to do that. You know, where there was some very specific thing that you saw someone else doing, um, I mean, not, not like specifically, but I do know that I have, I've watched all of these women at certain points in the process and, and, and gotten everything that I couldn't like 
I'll talk with Hallie and I'll be stuck or in my head about something and I'll watch one of them and I'll get everything that I needed just from there for just from a moment, mm-hmm. you know? And are you talking about, um, understanding your character? Are you talking about something technical? Um, understanding my character, I think mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were, you were learning things about the play from mm-hmm. the other actors. Did you learn anything about acting? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot about acting from this play. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, I, I keep pushing you, but can I know. you give examples? Um, you know, this play is really testing my, uh, my stamina. Mm. Um, and we're two, about two weeks, I guess, into the run. And, uh, it's, it's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely teaching me about stamina as an actor and, you know, what I need to do to prep before the show and day to day what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some things that you've started to do as a routine that you hadn't done before? Um, you know, there's, there's the moments like right before the show when the women and I will do like a group, a group exercise of some sort. Oh, group yeah. warm up. Yeah. Um, and we'll get there with each other, but then there's like some alone time that I guess I need to do. Mm-hmm. You've to learned have. that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'll also say, you know, it's interesting in putting them play together. And I don't know, Paige, if you felt like this, but there's kind of a domino effect that happens. If one character responds in a certain way, that means the other character has to respond in Mm -hmm. a certain way. And that means the other character has to respond in a certain way. (laughs) So you have to get that initial response right, or the dominoes fall the the wrong way, way, Uh you know? And so it's interesting when you, uh, when, and Paige, I don't know if you felt this, like mm-hmm. when you, when you had a scene with, for instance, Helena and she reacted to you in a certain way, well, that either brought you closer to her or more distant from her. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you want from that moment, it has to be equal so that because the actors are such an ensemble and really do work moment to moment. If I need a moment to be tender and the character Helena is not being tender to the girl, then she's not going to react in a tender way. Right. So that kind of guides, that's kind of like a map for guiding the way everything falls forward. So, so as a director, if you see one of those dominoes falling the wrong way early in rehearsal, having talked to you briefly beforehand and, um, kind of characterized your style as helping them and then helping you very mm-hmm. collaborative. So I don't picture you saying, uh-uh, no, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say? <laughs> um, I, you know, sometimes, and this is what's so great about rehearsal, sometimes it it takes a run of the show during rehearsal to fa- to realize, oh my gosh, the dominoes are falling the wrong way. Uh-huh. I mean, literally, sometimes you have to back it up then and be like, this is where it happened. Mm-hmm. Like you actually need to be more gentle in this area in order mm-hmm. for the next scene down the line to work. Mm-hmm. But again, it's putting a puzzle together. So you can't always see that in the beginning. You kind of have to go through the rehearsal process to be like, oh, that's what's not working. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you work in pieces initially. Yeah, and so you, each exactly. little piece might work. But then when they all come. When they all come together, it's not telling the story you want uh-huh. it to tell. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, um, before we started recording, Hallie said to Paige, you know, I've always wanted to ask you when you got 
cast in this part, what was your reaction because of the material being so d- dark and difficult? And you're thinking, especially that monologue. Uh, it's like, what, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I got cast initially, I was really excited because I, <clears throat> I felt good about the audition and I, I liked the play. Um, I had only read it once. So, I don't think it really hit me what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. until I took a look again and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I was still excited. And then once we got into it, it, it got a little heavier and deeper in me and uh, in my in my thinking. And I'll tell you, like, two weeks into the run, I've had some of the... Um, off, most awful night terrors mm-hmm. I think I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and Hallie warned us and, you know, told us this play is going to get into your brains and into your, it's going to seep into your life in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the ways that it's gotten in there, I think. Um, and in other ways, but definitely that's one of the ways. Well, when you talked about stamina, uh, I wondered if you were talking about physically or emotionally, and it sounds like yeah, probably, that's part of it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I, I think that's a question that um, people who have never acted wonder about, which is when you act a scene about something horrible. I mean, for instance, very early in the play, maybe almost the second scene or something, you come back on stage, and we very quickly learn that you've just been raped, this fifteen-year-old. So. How much, as an actor, is it actually like being raped every, having been raped every night? I mean, how close do you come to the depth of emotion that you would feel if that had really happened? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, this is, you know, I don't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> um, but I, there's a definitely a certain distance that I feel. Uh, which I don't know if that makes me a bad actor, but there's like definitely a certain distance that I feel like I know it didn't happen to me. Right. But I can imagine, uh, I, I, you know, create a set of circumstances in which, you know, that happened to this person that I am now playing. So I can, I can imagine Mm -hmm. is really all it comes down to. Um, you know. So when you're when you're on stage and you make that entrance, um, and as I say, we quickly figure out that, that yeah. you've just been raped. Um, what are you doing? This is a really hard question, <laughs> but what what's in your head? Is it are you you're just pretending really hard? That's part of it, right? Yeah. But you're also hitting marks and remembering Mm -hmm. blocking and can you at all describe what that consciousness is like um i will try (laughs) um part of it is like coming up with these circumstances and then uh deeply thinking about them Mm -hmm. um sort of letting that letting that live letting myself live in that and then when I come on stage, I kind of let it go or let my thinking go about it and just hope that some hope and that something happens mm-hmm. or, um, 
I mean, there's always like an in- intention and like something that I want, but a lot of times with the girl, she's like searching for what she wants. So it's, it's a lot about releasing, but also having, um, circumstances within that release, if that makes any sense at all. And well, it does because <laughs> I mean, when you said, you know, I don't know if it makes me a bad actor that I know it's not me. I, I mean, I think that's the difference between being an actor and being psychotic, right? Yeah. You have well, to yeah, know yes. it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for a lay person, then if it's not you and yet somehow it is you because there you are enacting it, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, fa- acting is fascinating I, to people yeah. who don't do it. Yeah. I think too, a lot, uh, so much of it is, is all the prep work that has gone in, um, prior to that. And, mm-hmm. and also the actors that are on stage with Paige. So you have, Helena yelling at her mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she first walks in, that, right? right? Mm-hmm. Which is going to, again, the domino, right? It's mm-hmm. going to determine her kind of how she's going to cope. Daziness mm-hmm. of the wah 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 mm-hmm. of voice mm-hmm. to the emotional impact of what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I do think so much of it is the. Uh, is being so specific in rehearsal that you don't have to think anymore Mm -hmm. that, and I would even venture to say that a lot of actors don't remember what that moment's like after they've participated in it. Mm -hmm. They they are not the best judge of the work that they're doing on stage. They don't have a recorder in their head. They don't know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) nor should they. So they'll, they'll come off stage being like, Oh, that was just so bad. And I'll be like, that was the best performance. I I can't tell you. They they can't judge them. They're judging themselves in a different capacity Uh than someone who's outside of it. When you talk about being specific in rehearsal, be specific. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, like for instance, okay, this is this is the setup. You've just you've just been raped. You're 15. This mm-hmm. has never happened to you before. You went out because you had to use the rest of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, your parents are gone from you. You have no one to turn. Like setting up all the detail, all the backstory mm-hmm. of this character prior to this event. Walking in to the compound that feels empty and lonely and you're sleeping in a tub and you have no mother to turn to and, and have no one to hug you and tell you it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But you have this woman who's yelling at you, where did you go? Why didn't you listen to me? And what that, as a child, what that feels like of feeling that fear. I mean, I get emotional just thinking about it because right. as a child, you feel those fears and then you have someone hopefully in your life that you can turn to mm-hmm that can comfort you where the girl doesn't. And so what does that feel like? That's what, those are the realities that we, that we can play with and that we can, we can go into Paige can go as deep in her (laughs) own life as she wants to and figure out where are those moments that I've experienced that kind of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. Because that's also uh, a layer of what the girl is going through, aside from the physical and emotional reality of just being raped, it's the loneliness that comes from right. that as well. She is, or maybe an orphan. She doesn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so Hallie, when you read a text like this, do you go into the first day of rehearsal with a clear idea how you're going to use the next two and a half weeks, or is it kind of God, improvised no. as you go? <laughs> So um, day one no is scene one. And no, no. I, you know, 
I kind of what I in what I do and when I talk to the actors about, it, I kind of fudge my way through it. Right? <laughs> I'm like, let's just block this here. We're not really going to keep it. Let's just like, I feel like the most awkward moment in rehearsal is the transition between t- table work, which is when you're sitting around with the actors, reading the play, talking about it, doing the um, historical research background. We watch documentaries on mm-hmm. um, the, the war in Liberia and all this kind of like sitting down table work that you do. The transition between that to then getting up on your feet, saying the words as you're walking <laughs> around talking to the other person Mm -hmm. like that is the hardest transition for me as a director and i i can only assume i don't know (laughs) is that is that no it's really hard especially for this play because it was like dialect on top of that Mm -hmm. good point um but it was i mean the way that hallie did it was really helpful because we we sort of just in her words we did fudge through it yeah Uh, there's no just made it up Look, this is going to be the ad for a while. Yeah. Figure it out and 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 let it go, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, um, again, it, to me, it's the, the thing I love about theater so much. It's, it's incredibly uh, a collaborative experience, and so that um, if I if I say, "Wow, I think maybe you should move over here or try this," and it doesn't feel right, and Paige gives me something else, well, then let's go with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not set in my ways. I know the story. I mean, I think the table work is where we all get on the same page of the story we Mm -hmm. want to tell. Understanding what's important and understanding understanding what's what's happening in this scene and understanding the background. And then we get up and try and figure out how to emotionally and physically tell that. Mm -hmm. Paige, did you do research outside of the group process? I did. Um, I watched several documentaries. I watched Pray the Devil Back to Hell, which we watched in rehearsal as well. Mm -hmm. And I watched Liberia and then Civil War, um, and then read uh, a couple different articles. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And what do you? What were you looking for? Just um, I think I was just looking for a sense of Liberia. Like I just didn't know much about Liberia, so mm-hmm. I wanted to learn about Liberia and its history, and also, you know, I'm I like seeing pictures and seeing images. That really helps. So I liked looking at pictures of the place it's, itself and the mm-hmm. people living there and hearing people speak. Um, That's right. That for, the, for the dialect, the, the documentaries would be very helpful. And then did you also work with a coach? Yeah. We mm-hmm. had uh, Artemis was our one of our dialect coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from Liberia himself. And then also Cindy Gold came in near the, the end of the process. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Technically, if you're mm-hmm. yeah learning the lines, learning the blocking, learning the dialogue, <laughs> and then on top of that, learning how to feel it or how to mm-hmm. yeah. yeah make it work. Lots happening. So uh, since there are lots of scenes of different pairs and trios of the of the women, did you tend to rehearse out of order? Do you? I mean, how do you choreograph the whole? Um, I thing? think for the most part, we rehearsed in order. Penelope joined us a little late. And um, she comes into the play later as well. And she comes in the mm-hmm. play later, so it actually worked out kind of nicely in that mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try and do it in order, but then, you know, rehearsal is interesting because once you get to a certain point, you know the scenes that kind of 
need more care and more work and, 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 and need more figuring out of the story Mm -hmm. than other scenes. For me, I feel like act one was more challenging than act two, partly because act two is so driven by the emotional kind of capacity that's going on and kind of like the build and the climax. Mm -hmm. Whereas act one is really about setting up the relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And not a lot happens. Well, except this offstage. Right. But I mean, mean, things happen, but things don't happen. Right. You know? And Mm -hmm. so how, how, how do we drive that act? Mm -hmm. Um, so that we understand the emotional depth of the second act. Mm -hmm. And so that, I mean that, and it's in it for me, it's all in the, a lot of it is in the details of it, which is, um, um, just small moments like the way Helena touches the girl or the way she picks up a pot or which can somehow give us more background on who this character is, the way Helena folds the laundry, Mm -hmm. um, Helena's kind of, she's the wife number one, which is the sort of den mother. (laughs) Yeah, she is. She, Uh she takes care of all the other women and she, um, the small soldiers listen to her and she's got a lot of, you know, power, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that for, for time and place of where she is, you know, she is number one in the truest sense. And and she's the den mother, but again, she's only in her twenties too. Mm-hmm. So it, there's an interesting dynamic in that relationship as well. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. You say that because I wondered whether the character had been written older, or if uh, you know, because Alana isn't, you know, I don't know. She's in her twenties, and she seems like she's in yeah. her twenties, and yeah. yet there's this quality of a matron. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the part, so I think in the beginning of the play, I. I <clears throat> roughly figure out that she's like 25 years yeah, 25. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, you know, that's, that's, and they're, they all joke about how old that is. She's so <laughs> right. Old, right. Know? She's no longer because, desirable. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> because the girl is 15. Yeah. And, right. And Bessie Compared who's to us, pregnant yeah. is 19. And, right. you know, and so 25 seems old to them, but, <laughs> right. you know, as an audience member, you're like, wow. Right. She's a kid. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the audience a little bit. Um, you know, we made it very clear that this is raw material. You're performing it up at North Light, um, which is, you know, kind of a suburban audience, often somewhat older. And I'm interested what you have gotten back from the audience or felt from the audience or whether that was something you worried about even before you opened, you know, how would this land on this, on this particular audience? Well, I think, you know, you know, BJ was really great. BJ Jones, who's the artist director Northlight was really great in saying and feeling how important this work was mm-hmm. and knowing that, yeah, it could be challenging for some of his audiences, but that ultimately um, they would get behind it. And I think ultimately they really have. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think the main challenge was really like, this is a whole new world. I mean, it was a new world for me, you know, yeah. and with that comes the dialect, which can be challenging, mm-hmm. um, for can some actually not even members. understand what's being said. Right. Right. And so, I think where the audience really came into play for us is this idea of clarity in the dialect, mm-hmm. of having a sense of being in a different time, different place, different culture, but yet not alienating the audience so much that they can't they can't fall in love 
with these characters mm-hmm. and they can't understand what they're saying. And I think that, um, and I think that was true. I, I think really, um, that was necessary to kind of soften. And even the playwright Deny talks about how dialect is actually secondary to, to being able to hear the words. And I think that that's definitely true. So there were places where you, you pulled back a little bit yeah, from an extreme yeah, version of yeah, the, so that just we, so we could understand. Yeah. I think we mm-hmm. went certain places, we went extreme and then we, and then we pulled back a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're sketching. Yeah, Uh exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, um, have there been performances where you felt like the audience just turned against it? Um, never, never turned against it. I think that's, uh, too strong a word. Mm -hmm. There's definitely been performances that I feel like they're, they're, um, still, still trying to get into it, but it takes a little longer. Mm -hmm. But I mean, overall, they've been, really like receptive of the show mm-hmm. and uh you know i don't i've never i haven't heard of many complaints that they can't understand it or you know whatever anything like that mm-hmm. um they they've seemed to be very receptive of it when how do you sense like when you said sometimes you can tell that they're having trouble getting into it what do you feel from the stage there are definitely certain moments that are funny or, you know, things that you can obviously tell and, uh, they're not always there. So they're not laughing when you hope they will or something. Uh But even just the way that they laugh, there was one audience that Hallie was there for, uh, and we're always also not the best judges of it, but Mm -hmm. they're the way that audiences that we know are with us laugh is like knowing Mm -hmm. laughter, which is, I think how you described it one night. Mm -hmm. They just, they were with us mm-hmm. from moment to moment and they would laugh, but it was like, it was deeper than that. Like mm-hmm. when Bessie talks about her baby, it's just. Yeah. It was a laugh of recognition. Right. Yeah. Like the, humanity. Of yeah. Them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when you know that they followed it throughout. Right. Right. Yeah. So Paige, you, you graduated two years ago, you said, mm-hmm. and what have you done, um, since coming to Chicago, How, did you know you were going to come to Chicago after school? Yeah. That was your plan. Mm-hmm. Come that back because you grew up, you said, in Naperville. I grew up here um, and, you know, I wanted to work and I thought I, I could maybe make that happen in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, what have I done? Uh, I Did you see. get an agent right away? Or I did, did not. Tell not, me, not just right describe away. what it's like. Yeah, you sure. come a new, new kid on the block. What do you do <laughs> and what happens? And- well, uh, I sent out a lot of mailings. I, uh, looked on, um, online for auditions and things like that. I had a lot of talks with people that I knew that were acting in the city. And those are people you knew from school? From school mm-hmm. and, um, through other things, mm-hmm. just people that I knew working, working here. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's such a small community that once you get in, that once you do one show, you automatically have grown like a tree of like five new people that mm-hmm. now, you know, right. through other people. So it's, it's, it's nice. Once you start working, it just kind of snowballs, can snowball. What was the first professional show you did? Uh, the first show I did was with a uh, Halcyon theater. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in a basement, a church basement. <laughs> it was fun. Um, it was really fun and it was, my first experience. And I learned a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and then my second one was with uh dog and pony. Mm-hmm. I did the twins would like to say, and that was 
unlike anything I've ever done because mm-hmm. it was like seven months long. Which I saw, I, I saw Paige in that. Yeah. Maybe so you had her in mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I did that and that was like seven months long of devising theater, which I had never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really fun and really rewarding. We did it at the Steppenwolf Garage. Right. So. Right. So that was your second show and you're at in a Steppenwolf space, that's pretty Yeah, good. it was it was exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're going to have to go back to paying your dues. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that always happens at some point. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm unemployed after this. <laughs> Are you? Uh-huh. For now. For now. For now. When do you start doing auditions after a role is ending? Um, I'm currently doing auditions, mm-hmm. going on auditions during the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a tough life. It's and a this is a, a tough play. It's true. Well, congratulations, Paige, to you on getting such a really meaty and very challenging role, one that I would say you rise to completely, and I'm sure with some help from Hallie. I appreciate your both coming to talk about the show. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.